0: latest on COVID-19 in B.C., another 717 cases announced in the last 24 hours and 11 new deaths as well, both new daily highs as cases of COVID-19 surge in B.C. The president of the Provincial Nurses Union says her members are facing increased numbers of patients without enough personnel or protection. Pleased to welcome to the show now the president of the B.C. Nurses Union, Christine Sorensen. Christine, thank you so much for the time today. Happy to be here. So I'll start kind of with this general question. How have things changed here over the last two months? And and specifically, I know going on in the interior, we had sort of a, a bump in IH around Canada Day, but then things sort of came back to where we wanted them to be in terms of cases through the majority of the summer. But then Labor Day hit, and really ever since then, we've just been seeing cases climb and climb and climb. So what has the situation been like for you and your members over the course of these past couple months? Has it just continued to get significantly worse?
1: Well, certainly nurses are feeling a lot more stress as time has passed since that qu- kind of quiet period over the summer, uh, although it was never really quiet for nurses because as we were managing the surgical restart program, uh, nurses were back in the work site working uh, overtime as they had always been working in order to meet patient care needs. Uh, now with the fall and the increasing numbers of COVID, nurses are increasingly stressed uh, again with the numbers of patients that are starting to come into the healthcare care system, positive for COVID, potentially carrying covid uh, and are very worried about their own risk of contracting covid in the course of caring for patients
0: yeah and and how frequently i guess are our nursing nurses and your members how frequently are are they contracting cases of covid19 obviously that's one of the more higher risk sectors right is to be a nurse on the front lines i imagine that's got to be something that is is happening on a very frequent basis or at least somewhat frequently
1: well, we don't have the exact numbers of members, uh, our members, our nurses who right now who are getting sick or self-isolating, but we do know from the government data that one in 10 uh, new cases of COVID are in healthcare workers, and of those 18% are nurses. Uh, at least 18%, it could be higher. Uh, and so a significant number of new cases are directly related to nurses in our healthcare system.
0: And how is that impacting personnel? And and maybe actually before we answer that, how is personnel, um, you know, how is staffing before COVID-19 even hit? I know it was an issue in BC, right? There was already a bit of a shortage of nurses, and I imagine COVID-19 has only made that worse. So just what was the situation like prior to COVID-19 even?
1: Yeah, so before the pandemic, nurses were already being impacted by a nursing shortage and were working copious amounts of overtime $167 million worth of overtime in 2018 uh, just to keep the healthcare system functioning. Uh, now, and the- And so the workloads were heavy then, then bring on COVID. And that has only amplified nurses' stress levels. Uh, And that's really taking a heavy toll on nurses' personal and professional lives. They're stressed, and it's a very difficult time for them right now. They go to work every day facing the fact that they, too, run the risk of being infected.
0: Yeah, and, and and then my follow-up there was just with the fact that nurses are seeing a fairly high rate of, of transmission, right? You mentioned uh, one in ten cases is related to healthcare workers, and then 18% of that uh, are, be- are believed to be uh, impacting nurses, so that would be You know, then they have to take time off the job to to isolate and to avoid coming into work when they're sick. I imagine that the stresses that nurses are already felt are just being heightened that much more. You mentioned the stress levels, but are they even having to just be more be at work more frequently as well? Well, nurses
1: are certainly being asked to come in and cover for uh, ongoing for workload issues as they always have been uh, to support the government's surgical restart program, a renewal, a restart, uh, also to continue on with the regular duties. But now we also have contact tracing, which is taking an enormous amount of work out of our public health nurses in this province. Uh, And then, as you say, as their colleagues become ill or unable to attend work, perhaps they have to stay home with a sick child or an elderly family member or somebody else who's been a contact and they need to stay home, uh, that only limits the numbers of nurses who can work in the healthcare system and then impacts those who continue to work, who will have to work more.
0: And. What What's going on right now when it comes to the healthcare system itself? The latest numbers here that we got today, uh, 198 people in hospitals, 63 of them are in intensive care. Those numbers, you know, when we're talking about province wide, don't sound all that high. But I imagine, um, you know, that's something that nurses look at. And, it, and you probably have to think about more than just COVID patients, right? We always think about the ICU when I look at the numbers on a daily basis. And I'm thinking, OK, 63 people in intensive care. But there's obviously a lot more than COVID patients in intensive care to think about.
1: Yeah, I am tracking the COVID hospitalizations and, in, and ICU numbers very closely uh, because we have to remember that, you know, we're just reporting the numbers of people who have COVID. Uh, we're not reporting the numbers of people who are already in our healthcare system for other reasons, particularly in the ICU for other issues. And our ICUs uh, often run at capacity or even over capacity, uh, and, there, and there are a number of other people that are already in, in those uh, ICU units. And that's the concern that we have, is that if our, if our hospital beds and our ICU beds are overrun with COVID patients, where will we place all of the other patients who already need the services of an ICU unit?
0: What's the confidence level then that the system, the healthcare system is prepared for? You know, I imagine the second wave is only going to continue to get worse. I, I heard I heard in our news there the flu hasn't really even been uh, something that we've had to worry about just yet. And, you know, I imagine it's coming at some point sooner than later. How confident are you in the system to to deal with what's what's on its way?
1: Well, I think nurses across the province are expressing a lot of anxiety about their ability to deliver safe patient care as we move through the second wave and their ability to have access to personal protective equipment that they need to keep themselves safe. Uh, so we are asking uh, the public to very much support all of the public health guidelines that are coming out, including masking in public, which has uh, been in, uh, recommended by the Public Health Agency of Canada, uh, to be aware that airborne or aerosol spread does occur, so stay out of enclosed spaces, uh, don't visit with people outside of your household, uh, limit travel around the province. Uh and if you are ill, stay home uh, unless you are going to get tested and confirm whether or not you have COVID. Uh, we really all need to uh, put all hands on deck right now uh, to, in order to support our healthcare system and support our nurses who are going to work every day. Uh, trying to make sure that patients can get the care they need in this
0: province. Yeah, well, we all can't thank them enough for all the awesome work that they have been doing and we know will continue to do. Uh, one of the things we haven't gotten to yet is is the protection that's going on. Uh, you know, I hear Adrian Dix, our health minister here in B.C., on a weekly basis, uh, you basically tell us how much PPE has been received by the province. It always sounds like we're in a pretty good spot when he lists the millions and millions of things that we got in terms of surgical masks and gowns and gloves and goggles. Is that situation maybe Maybe though, uh, not as rosy as as I kind of feel it's being painted from time to time.
1: Well, we're hearing really great reports of all the large numbers of personal protective equipment that has been acquired, and I do give uh, you know kudos for those people who've been working hard around the province to do that for us. Uh, but nurses are still having difficulties accessing personal protective equipment, uh, and we do have to look at. How much will be used in a day and a shift? We call it the burn rate. How quickly that we will be moving through this. Uh, and, you know, N95 masks were in short supply not only in this province, Canada-wide, and worldwide. Um, but it isn't only about that equipment. And we are needing to use personal protective equipment in many places now uh, that we hadn't even in the first wave. Dental, dental offices, schools are looking at that. Many places are asking for public masking. Uh, so we are prioritizing patient care needs, and we are trying to meet. Uh, but we need to protect ourselves. Uh, PPE is the very last line of defense for a, public, for a nurse. Uh, and we do rely on the, our unfettered access to personal protective equipment. And it can't be restricted and it can't be locked up and it can't be inaccessible to nurses.
0: Christine, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate this. I think this is a, you know, a conversation that obviously we've been having for 10 months and we're going to continue to have it until we get through this pandemic. And even once we're through it, we probably should be continuing to make sure we're prepared in case something like this were to ever happen again. But it's a tough conversation, but one we need to have. And I, I really thank you for your time this this evening.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the time
0: with you. All right. That is Christine Sorensen there, the president of the BC Nurses Union. And uh, yeah, continuing to stress the concerns around both personnel and protection, right? The number of people in place to do the job and are they being properly protected with the PPE they need to do their job. Some concerning numbers right in there. Um, you know, one in 10 new COVID-19 cases is related to healthcare workers. And of those, 18 percent are nurses. So obviously, our nurses are getting hit with COVID-19. Our frontline workers in in other areas of healthcare are also getting hit with COVID-19, and. There's a number of issues that continue to be at play here. I I, I am worried about what might happen as uh, we continue to continue and see our numbers rise. Of course, as I mentioned, a new record day in B.C. for COVID-19, 717 new cases, as well as 11 new deaths in the last 24 hours in relation to the novel virus. Not good. We're going in the wrong direction. and. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to bring our curve back down uh, soon enough. I heard in our news there, as I mentioned to Christine, the flu. We keep talking about the flu and the impact it's going to have on the spread of COVID-19, right, and the ability and the need for testing because... People are going to get flu-like symptoms. They're going to be told to go for a COVID-19 test. They're not going to have COVID-19, but they're going to have the flu. And then, of course, they might get worse flu virus, and then they have to go to the hospital to deal with that flu. Then they may get COVID-19 while they're at the hospital. There's so many spin-offs that can come of this. The flu hasn't really been an issue yet, yet being the key word. So hopefully people are out there getting vaccinated for the flu vaccine to help with all of this, to keep this the the. The pressure on our healthcare system low enough so that everyone can continue to deal with this pandemic and continue to deal with all the other health services that are needed, right? That's one of the issues with COVID-19 is that we talk about that more than other things. And there's so many other health issues that people have to deal with on the daily and weekly basis. They need to get their surgeries, right? They need to get the care. They need to get their medication. Well, if they're not able to get, then seek the care, and they're not going to be able to access those services. It's a huge concern. We saw it back in March, and we don't want to get back into that point where things had to be completely shut down. It's already going to take, what, two years to catch up on surgeries that were missed as a result of that two-month shutdown for surgeries? I can't even imagine how much further behind the eight ball we would be if we had to close things down again. So we got to keep it open for the sake of everybody in this province. Health matters so let's do our part to keep ourselves healthy and that in turn will keep our friends and our family our loved ones our neighbors our communities healthy as well